Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm the host of the show, Reese Arlen, along with my co-host, he's all right, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group, Mr. Christian Webb. Say what's up. You're obviously going to die. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That is a really morbid way to start off a cast, man. I really appreciate that. That, that for all of our listeners, that pertains to a conversation we were having before this Why podcast. Why do you tell them that? It's way better if they have no clue. <laughs> You're going to die. You're going to die. Hint, hint, Gary V. We also have our videographer that I always seem to forget to give a shout out to, the greatest videographer of all time that I had a dream about last night. <laughs> From Genesis Film, Mr. David Woodruff, off camera, off air, but he's still here with us. Check him out at Genesis Film TV. Today we are joined by a guest, Mr. Justin Irvin with Habitual Roots. Justin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate you guys having me. Yes, I, I tried to make my, my intro just as entertaining as possible there for you. You know, Got me all amped up talking about Gary Vee before, <laughs> <laughs> before all this stuff. But anyway, so Habitual Roots is Justin's company. And man, tell us about what that what that is to you and, and how you got all started. Sure. Um, so, well, Habitual Roots, uh, we define ourselves as a community um, and we're a nonprofit community serving as the integration point of mindfulness, emotional intelligence, and positive habits of self-care. Uh, we got started, uh, my business partner and I, uh, we co-mingle a lot like you guys do. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you guys fuss like we do? Oh, like, yeah, man. We're oh, a total married couple. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, no, we, we understand each other very well. So and we're normal as well. Saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, well, hold on. Yeah, the relationship's normal. I'm oh, not, yeah, we're not gonna dive into your character, but no. good, good. Um, yeah, that's a thesis. That's a yeah. <laughs> so uh, we both studied systems engineering uh, here at UNC Charlotte uh, a few years ago. Graduated cool. and got into the corporate world, and um, yeah, just continue to do our own kind of internal digging and self work, mm -hmm. and. Just uh, started to, like, I, I personally got into the brain uh, looking into, you know, how thought works, uh, how thoughts form, where they come from, you know, and understanding what, you know, how to actually control that too and what all that impacts within your day. Um, and started looking into, you know, people are setting goals and whatnot, but they don't actually look into the habits that they have to help them reach their goals. Uh, so that's where. You know, Kevin and I both started just doing a little digging and understanding, you know, once again, the thought, uh, meditation, breath work, uh, looking into just how to reconcile these types of things and started to build our own methodology called the Roots Methodology. And so now we're a community. Uh, we have a chapter here in Charlotte. We also have a chapter out in Denver, Colorado. Wow. Um, and we host uh, yoga sessions around the community. We do meditation and breath work sessions. Uh, we also have professional coaches on staff. And yeah, um, also provide organizational training, um, just educating them on pieces of emotional intelligence like self-awareness, self-management, emotional awareness, emotional management, relationship management, those types of things. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Um, you, you started with systems organization, or systems management at UNC Charlotte, is that right? Yeah, engineering, systems, I'm sorry, yeah. systems engineering. And so when you were studying systems engineering, what field did you think you were going to get into? I mean, did you ever think that you'd end up creating habitual roots out of that? No way. Um, I started, um, actually, as electrical engineering, and that, that okay. was my plan. You know, I was going to go back and work for a company back home. Sure. Um, and, you know, in the back of a lab one night, I was putting together some circuitry, and I was like, you know, I've been here for three hours. It's 11 p.m. I don't think I want to do this for the next few years. And 
not for the rest of my life. So, uh, and I realized I was a people person with throughout my engineering groups. I, I realized that I could be, you know, I was an extrovert and was able to connect and communicate to the guys who were super technical, who could barely form a few sentences to the guys who, you know, could only speak and they needed some motivation and also needed to be educated on some stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. As I uh, continue to, to grow and form and understand, you know, just my skill set and strengths, realized that, you know, just project management uh, as a whole was, was really where I, you know, kind of shined. And um, as, you know, got into the corporate world and started to do that type of work, um, realized that, you know, hey, we actually have enough content to where we can go train individuals on what we care about, what we're content, passionate. you say. Yeah, yeah. content. <laughs> Inside joke, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just just when we're continuing to create more content. Right, uh, sure. And, um, yeah, just, just share our message with, with people every day, and it's, it's incredible. That, uh, that is an incredible statement. One, one of the things that you said when we had coffee before this, maybe a little bit too much in my case, but <laughs> one, of the, one of the incredible things that you said is your perspective and how you use that perspective along with your business partner, having that background into what you do now. So, for example, you were talking about how at the core of everything, everything has a system behind it, whether it's your order of things that you do in the morning, getting ready to brush your teeth and get to work, or it's somebody taking your money for your coffee in the morning, or when it's something on a grand scale like what you have with habitual roots, creating it from, from the bottom up or the top down, whichever direction it comes from type of thing. Now, correct me if I'm mistaken, but Habitual Roots started off kind of as just a group of guys that got together on a Tuesday night. Is that right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kevin, myself, and another buddy of mine uh, who's on the board now. Uh, yeah, we were just getting together. And, you know, like I said, uh, while we were having coffee, we just started doing some weird stuff and just experimenting with things. Whoa, um, whoa, weird yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and when I say weird stuff, you know, just we were doing breath work and, sure. uh, you know, just going and doing research and coming back and we would just share like hey you know i read about this and this is this is what it made what it thoughts it triggered and me you know what do you guys think and just having mindful conversations and um you know as we continued to get into that practice and understand you know what it means to do this type of work and continue to grow and evolve you know our understanding of ourselves and of society as a whole of just you know the collective consciousness we just continued to watch it grow and uh, watch ourselves grow too you know you guys know as entrepreneurs uh, your business develops as you do and Absolutely. that's something that's been really fun and incredible as you know you find that one conversation that just sparks something and yeah. you know you're able to take that back and use it and that's why podcasts are so incredible too so they, remind me when you started again <clears throat> uh, what's that well, I mean, when you started again? So uh, unofficially, 2016, um, okay. you know, we, we started going on a few retreats, uh, taking some of those guys out. We mm -hmm. went, went on a retreat uh, back in, Net we went to Netherland, Colorado, January 2019, um, which was awesome, super fun experience. And um, we actually just went on another retreat um, in Boone two weeks ago with our now team. That's part of Habitual Roots. But yeah, yeah uh, we filed the nonprofit uh, last June. And um, yeah, man, it's been skyrocketing. That's really cool, man. One of the things I'm so I'm really jealous of, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Reese right on it, oh. <laughs> is, uh, is the fact that you have a, a built methodology already that like, I mean, it fits so well in a graphic. Like, like me thinking about what we do from a methodology standpoint is like, 
it, it would be like a short story. <laughs> yeah. Like a two or three pager. The fact that you've got that narrowed down to a one page clean graphic looking thing in your mind is I'm pretty jealous of that. Yeah. So how, how'd you do that? Oh man. Uh, research. Are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> so much, so much digging, so much learning, uh, Ted talks, all that. Uh, and being resourceful and just being open-minded and seeing, you know, you, you can learn from anything, you know, you can have a conversation with a two-year-old and they can just, you know, ask you the question in the right way. And you're like, Oh yeah. Why didn't I think about that? And, um, so just taking that and understanding and whenever you have something like habitual roots, it's such an abstract concept. You know, whenever we first got together, it's the first thing you guys asked me, what is this? And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's the question I have to answer to <laughs> everyone. No clue. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And so and we tried to figure it out. Now, given we're not that smart, but you know, you were talking about emotional intelligence. I mean, we got that pretty good, but IQ. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so whenever you have something like that, you have to be able to break it down to someone easy and, and convey it clearly. Uh, and whenever we first started, you know, we, we had no idea how to explain this to someone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so as we continue to share the message and get feedback from people and they're like, oh, you're starting a cult. And we're like, no, it's not a cult. It's not a cult. You know, we're just trying to educate a people on self-awareness. That is what we call negative branding. Friend. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Doubtful, not negative. Doubtful, uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so as, as we got feedback like that, you know, we would take it and we'd refine and, and continue to just hash that out and be like, okay, well, what triggered that? Why did they think that? What are we saying that's creating that type of feeling, that messaging? Mm -hmm. How's that getting across? What you guys know as, as branding, um, as a marketing company, um, you know, it's, it's important. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Know, uh, being clear with your message and what imagery comes up whenever certain words are said. Sure. Uh, so we just took that understanding and continued to, to practice. And I mean, roots has changed, uh, the acronym shoot, we spent probably a month just trying to figure out what that was going to stand for. And mm -hmm. this was two years ago, we wrote it and then let it die. And then we came back and picked it back up after we started, you know, went through all the business stuff and, you know, got all that ramped up. So, you know, it's not a clear, path as you think it is it wasn't like yeah. oh yeah let's start let's make the methodology start with a word and then you're like yeah okay this is i don't like this and then <laughs> change the word change the letters change what it means oh yeah so uh, what does root stand for again what is, what uh, is it again? so it's reset organize overcome transform and smile i want something smile i like the s because it's, it, <laughs> it's uh it's one of those situations where you're thinking about business organization type stuff you're, t you're talking about overcoming goals and, and whatever but then it's like, and remember to smile. So I, I, I'm an avid Peloton rider because it seems like I keep tweaking muscles and stuff like that. And one of my favorite instructors, Alex Toussaint, uh, about two, three minutes into every ride, um, and he's just this like super hype black dude. Like, I mean, he's like, I, he'd be my best friend in the world. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> now taking applications. But he, uh, he'll say, uh, he'll say, uh, get ready, time to race. And if you ain't already, Fix your face, <laughs> and he talks about he talks about smiling every time. You can't help you can't help but smile, and it puts you in a completely different you mindset. Fix your face. Yeah, go ahead and fix your face, and he's he's <clears throat> hyped too. And it's like I want to be hyped too. You know, you, you got the system in place like that. When I when I think about your company, I think particularly about emotional intelligence, and I think about organization, and maybe the third thing that I would think about with your company is challenging yourself. Because one of the things you said at coffee that 
kind of planted that little mustard seed, so to speak, was self-awareness. And I was sharing a story about last night improv class, and we were talking about how some of the things that I learned or, or some of the exercises kind of made me shift and rethink the way that I communicate with other people. What do you think, in your experience, has created a situation where people can reassess themselves, so to speak, and, and how do they end up growing in that realm? Because that's kind of how Habitual Roots started, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so once again, I'm going to go back to the how we got started, which was a systems engineering approach mm -hmm. um, and understanding. You know, so whenever I speak with my clients uh, from a coaching standpoint, too, uh, when, I, when we define success, it's knowing where you are and knowing where you're going. Pretty clean and simple. Mm -hmm. uh, and in order to know where you are, you have to kind of reconcile what's going on. And um, in order to reconcile yourself, you have to become self-aware. Right. And um, so what that means is, you know, you need to be real with yourself and you need to understand, you know, your perspective on things. Are you having a positive or negative, you know, perspective on things? Um, are you aware of, you know, your expectations? Are they realistic? Are they unrealistic? You know, and are you deceiving yourself? Are you lying to yourself about what you're doing? Um, you know, you're saying... You're wanting to do this one thing. I was just giving my little brother a hard time last night mm -hmm. um, about you who or uh, no, not you. <laughs> right. uh, Another inside joke. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. had all the good stuff before the. Oh, yes. uh, you know about you know working out because he's like, yeah, you know, I need to. And you just go ahead and get get buff. He's he's 15. Uh, yeah. Sorry, he's in high school. You guys know the deal. What, what's yeah. on his he's mind? He's thinking about the ladies. Yeah, exactly. 100. percent And you know, he's like, yeah, I need to do this. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm watching 21 Jump Street on the couch. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, like <laughs> that'll get you buff. That's not yeah. gonna help, bro. Yeah, it's not gonna help. You can't mentally get buff yeah exactly well you can but no. yeah right 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 but you know. uh but you know i was like well you know it's not gonna happen on the couch he's like yeah well i was like there's no couch that's gonna get you buff and you know we start talking about it. he's like you know don't don't do that to me don't 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 go there and i'm like yeah I'm, I'm not trying to but you know it's it's also just being real enough to be like hey is this really supporting where i'm trying to go you mm -hmm. know is this honoring what i'm trying to do are the people i'm hanging out with really pushing me in the direction i need to go um so you could take that all the way back to prime time i think oh no oh god oh i haven't heard that word in so long oh the memories oh no i don't want to tell a story please continue justin uh oh. so back to understanding the methodology and just how it formed uh one thing was i i'm really into case studies i love like checking out case studies that uh, psychologists have done researchers have done and the tetris effect has been something that was really big for me um so there's a book it's called uh, the happiness advantage it's by sean anchor uh he was a positive psychologist for harvard and um the story goes is uh he was rock climbing uh one day and then that night uh he went to sleep and he dreamt about rock climbing like you know rocks from the sky whatever himself falling i'm not sure but uh anyway he conducted an experiment the next day or the next few months and uh essentially had people play tetris you know had a control group that didn't do anything and then the other group played tetris for two weeks like two to three hours two to four hours for two weeks and study the side effects from it um it's crazy how many people don't know what tetris is anymore like yeah. a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of kids i have to like show them a picture i'm like we're yeah, this we're, is tetris. we're nerds so we, uh, we're, i know we, we gotta, yeah. we've already connected i know you guys know what Our tetris nerds? is no. But, <laughs> yeah, no we got it we got it yeah yeah uh, but uh long story short you know after this experiment they started to study the side effects and people would see shapes falling from the sky uh, oh, in their yeah. dreams people would look at the city skyline think about like cutting that building and putting it in between the others and you sure. know just they were constantly playing Tetris without realizing it. And um, what they, they did was they 
realized that your brain's actually firing triggers without you being aware of it, which is your subconscious. It's, it's acting because you're programming it too. You know, you're saying, hey, I pay, play Tetris all the time. Well, whenever you're not even actually holding it, your, bla- your brain is still playing Tetris. And yeah. uh, they compare that to a lawyer who is actually six times uh, more unhappy than the average worker. Wow. Um, and it's because the scope that the lawyer is using is be- they're looking for errors. They're looking for things that are wrong. Um, and so they'll, they'll take that and they're not only doing it in their day job, looking for those loopholes to get their clients out of stuff that they got themselves into, but also um, they'll do that at home and they'll do that at a restaurant and they'll find all those little things that they can uh, pick at and leave those negative reviews we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, and people aren't aware of the scope that they're using. They're not aware of the triggers that are firing within their brain without them realizing it. And so um, that's something that is really big for us with, within Reset. Um, that's something that, I'm sorry to say that word around, around your <laughs> no, name, okay. Reset. Okay. We covered how before, well, before the podcast, again, we, we covered how certain words kind of perk me up a little bit because I have to, I have to, it's such a strange noise that your face makes. So it's like reset and grease and recess and stuff like that. I'm like, is this, is this about me? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Please continue. I'm still here. I'm still with you. Yeah. So. Well, so within reset, you know, you understand your perspective and we teach uh, individuals how to take a break too, like how to step back, uh, you know, step back from your canvas, if you will. Um, and then come back to it after you've had a moment to breathe, after you've had a moment to meditate uh, so on, so, uh, you know, having a moment to work out to, you know, just get out of whatever it is that's stressing you your day to day and have a moment just for you mm-hmm. and, and your, you know, routine. And then you can get back in and then you can get organized with your thoughts and have clarity about what it is I want to do. And then, yeah, you can go through the, the rest of the methodology, you know, understanding that negative self-talk and self-doubt and yeah, looking to implement and yeah. transform. I, I'm a big believer um, of all things. I remember reading the book, The Secret, that later on became the movie, and it mm-hmm. talks about manifestation destiny. So it talks about if, if I believe positive things will, will happen for me. And I take, obviously, you have to take measures and actions of those positive things. But if I believe I'm going to be successful, people are going to love me. I'm going to do whatever I can to be the best person. Uh, every day and every way, I'm getting stronger and stronger. If you, if you believe things like that, then they will manifest within you. So it's kind of like the Tetris effect mm-hmm. uh, as well. But one of the things is, and David, David, uh, if, he were, if he had his own microphone, could touch on this. But one of, one of the things David's a master of is we do a lot of videography work with him. And we, we do a lot of recordings and stuff. I thought you were going to say singing Bon Jovi. Singing Bon Jovi. Yeah, he, he rocks and rolls behind. We're going to get him to laugh off screen here in a minute. But uh, one of the things he's a master of is is everybody has the red light effect. So when cameras are rolling, you act different. You think about, oh, God, I'm, I'm on camera or whatever. And, and so all the time, I'll just be rambling on about something, not paying attention to the camera. And then I look back, and David's been recording me for like three minutes. And so we have this endless blooper reel of just like, just dumb awful shit coming out of my mouth you know mm. but it puts me in, in in a mindset to where then all of a sudden when i start recording the video and, and the content or whatever about what i'm doing i'm way less nervous i end up creating a more refined message and to your point of resetting you know talk about the best reset there is because if it's just three two one camera's one you know you get nervous about it mm-hmm. versus getting in a good frame of mind before you approach that uh piece of content or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and I apply that same mentality towards my life as well. 
So where do you see Habitual Roots going with all this? Uh, you know, you're relatively new in the nonprofit realm. Start off as an LLC, correct? Mm. And then and then you shift over to nonprofit. You have chapters in uh, Charlotte and Den- Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. you said. Uh, is this something that you could see going nationwide? Do you, are you looking at installing more chapters, or what are you looking to do with that? Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly what our goal is. Um, we're, we're continuing to develop our stuff online. Uh, we're, we're working on getting our Roots methodology offered as a self-guided course cool. uh, on our website. And, yeah, um, my, my focus right now is us to continue to expand our roots, if you will, and uh, Charlotte. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and good one. also, and in Denver, you know, just continuing to build up our community and community outreach. And yeah, 100%. Uh, so, how are you doing that? Um, so, say, say you're going to say, say, I'll, say Portland was your next goal. Mm-hmm. How would you go in, plant your seed, and let your roots spread, right? Sure. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hold on. Okay, I'm good. Please continue. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, you know, same, you have to have your mastermind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, in, in any business, and as you guys know, like, as, as you help things take form and take shape, you need to be able to pass this off with like-minded, like-hearted individuals who you can connect with and who are open and also excited about it. So it would not, I would not just pick a city and uh, be like, okay, going to drop a pin here. No, I would wait to, not, uh, well, it's a give and take, yeah. but uh, if I connect with someone in that area who I know, you know, I really resonate with and I know they understand the message and they are going to be committed and that they're willing to do the work and I can feel that they know how to do the work, mm-hmm. then yeah, 100%. Then it's like, okay, how can I get you empowered? Let me share the message with, you know, the way I see it, my view, my, you know, my vision, my partner's <laughs> vision and our community vision at this point with our entire core team, where, where we've decided to go within 2020, within the next three to five years, how can you, you know, also complement that? And what do you see happening here too? So after you find that person, say it just click, boom, you have one in Portland. Um, what happens after that? You found somebody like-minded. How do you, how do you make that area successful as a uh, Roots chapter? Yeah, or well, what's, in, what's in your mind, I guess I should say. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, successful would be a subjective term, right? Yeah, uh, sure. you know, we all have our own definition of that. But um, ultimately, it would just be getting out into the community and, and helping one day at a time, uh, helping just one person at a time. If you can help someone, you have no idea how impactful it is to get a, a text message or an email or a comment from someone who went to an event or that you connected with earlier that week or, you know, I, I like I said, I, I coached some clients and I had someone reach out the other week. They were like, hey, I meditated for like uh, 10 minutes the other day and it was absolutely amazing. And, I, and you know, they're, they're just getting into it and they're just exploring this and themselves. And you're like, yo, that's awesome. That's exactly what this is about. This is about you, you know, being more comfortable with yourself and for you to actually, you know, continue to experiment and grow and understand what it's like to have that peace. And, you know, it's amazing what you can do with your day if you can carve out some time for yourself and then go into it, you know, to be proactive versus reactive. Um, So as far as like what we would use uh, to, you know, the next steps after that, it would be having that person feel empowered, understanding 
what way do they want to give back? What, what vision do they have? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what do they need? And, you know, are they set up with the systems that you're using? Um, do they have the material on hand that, that they need? Can they speak to that? Have they been trained enough? You know, do they, can they tell people about their brain? Can they tell people about the difference between the subconscious and the conscious? You know, do they mm-hmm. understand what, you know, it means to have that po- those positive affirmations that they're saying to themselves? So once again, it's about the message and then can they speak to it on their own? And uh, one thing that we do within the business is we really encourage uh, people in the community who are already out doing their own work. Like I've got yoga instructors on staff who are doing, you know, they produce yoga on their own. That's their own brand. And I, you know, I encourage that. I want you to continuously pump your brand while being with ours too. Cause I mean, I want to promote you just as much as you want to promote us. You know, we're scratching each other's back and we're also helping each other build a name. And ultimately it's, it's about, creating that community, that, that wellness community. And That's so. neat. The reason I had asked that question is because I was a little curious at, at your approach because I had seen not similar products, but it was a yoga product, and it was like more like a yoga movement, not as much as a yoga school. And I can't remember the name of the company saved my life, but I'm not really their demographic mm. either. Uh, but they go out in cities, and they pop up these giant balloons, and they're a certain shape, and I cannot remember what it is, and the shape is their brand, so that would be very helpful. But basically, you go inside <laughs> this balloon, and, uh, yeah, and but you, all the details except the name. Yeah, man. exactly. And Everybody you go, you go inside this balloon, and they invite people off the streets. You can be in business clothes. It doesn't matter. They have clothes there for you to change into if you want. Mm. And you just can do get your yoga on, right, and have some fun. <laughs> and uh, and this is happening in cities. And I was thinking, like, if you were going to have a roots, like, movement and kind of get a chapter going, it would be really cool if you had some kind of, like, thing people could just walk into and meditate and learn about this stuff. Yep. And like, But it's also enclosed, so it's private. And then if it mm-hmm. rains, they don't get wet. Right. So there's really no way to interrupt this movement that's coming into the city. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I was curious if you had that kind of uh, setup as well. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, so we, we would call that our sloth. Uh, it's our marketing team's joke. Uh, what is our sloth? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were discussing a business conference a few years ago where these, these guys brought in a live sloth and people were like, you know, lined <laughs> up around their table because who doesn't want to see a live sloth? And so that's, sure. that's been our goal is like, hey, what is going to attract people like a sloth? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's something we always throw around with our team and, and having fun and being, you know, personable is something that we genuinely strive for within our culture. We so. need to get a monkey. Monkey, definitely. We need a monkey for sure. Yeah. I mean, we have Christian Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> One of our one of our campaign managers worked. HR worked, complaint. Yeah, <laughs> I'm HR. Like, what what are you gonna do? He he worked for me for three years in another in another business, and uh, I mean he's literally has a heart of gold. And um, even back then, I called him a, a spider monkey. So <laughs> that's that's that. I get it me. now though. I was like working in my office, and all of a sudden he he comes in my office. He has nothing to do at the moment, and he's like cleaning up my office, and I'm like, what's going on? He makes little noises like. Do you want that? Do you want that? Do you want that? Do you need this? I'm like. Give me this. I'm doing stuff. I need to clean in here. I need to clean in here. <laughs> but thank you. Gotta figure it out. Gotta figure it out. Yeah. What's your sloth? You could make a whole you could make a whole keynote on that. What is your sloth? Because that like just it. makes me think about so many things. Well, I was gonna use that. I was gonna go a, say, what is your monkey? So we can create a whole marketing keynote on <laughs> So but sloth, you know, you think about the, the cuddly, fun, slow animal, but also you think about the sin for me. You know? So it's like what's the what's the thing? But I, I love words like that that have double meanings and stuff. One of the things I was thinking about for you with habitual roots, especially with the movement, if you will, it seems like you're the world's coolest self-improvement networking group in a way, mm. because you create a community 
of folks that are focused on self-improvement, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and ultimately just trying to live each day getting a little better, you know? Uh, I think you'll really appreciate this. One of one of my really good friends, Mike Mooney, he is one of the world's best speakers. I mean, he's just incredible. And he has this keynote about kind of allowing control, allowing yourself to let go of trying to control everything. And he talks about how he'll go into companies that, are, that come into different environments or whatever, and some are performing excellent. They're crushing their goals every, every quarter, and some are not so great. You know, some, are, some are struggling. And even in both these environments, he delivers the same message, continuous improvement. It, it's not we need to improve our margin 100% this year. It's tomorrow I'm going to improve by just a little bit, mm -hmm. just 1%. And if I can do 1% better tomorrow and then 1% better the next day, like if I or, want one thing to make a little better, that stacks up. It mm -hmm. stacks up big time. Oh yeah. And I, I really like that mentality. So maybe maybe if we take the marketing sloth away from you, you can take oh, yeah. Fair <laughs> you enough. can take some continuous improvement yeah. stuff. But that's incredible. I love the marketing sloth idea. So so from a actual process standpoint with habitual roots, how do people get involved with this stuff? So it's pr primarily Charlotte and Denver, Colorado right now. Mm -hmm. So how how would somebody get involved with that? Oh man, we're um, all over the social media platforms we can be on. Uh, so we're on Instagram, Facebook, Meetup, Eventbrite, uh, you name it. And we've got a lot of events coming up within Charlotte, um, you know, working on some music festivals and whatnot that are coming later in the year. So excited about that. We were part of Feel Good Fest. Uh, That's awesome. Last year, uh, that was at the Heist Brewery, uh, the new location over there near... Um, Oh, it's a Noda, uh, right? No, it was... Uh, oh, that's where it was. Yeah, well, there's one in Noda. They opened a new location over there. Uh, what's the big Ford factory? Ah, uh, Camp oh. North End. Over there, like, yep. right beside Camp North End. Yep. Uh, so, anyway, um, just getting involved with stuff like that. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, just seek us out um, on there. We've got... If you're involved in any of the yoga community, we're, we're tapping into that pretty hard. And uh, we're getting into a lot of the breweries, too. Uh, Devil's Logic, we're doing some really exciting things over there. Lower Left Brewery. Um, so if you're interested to come out on a Saturday morning, have a beer, learn about some self-awareness and self-management, um, getting involved in this positive community that we've created, uh, that'd be a, a great way to get started. And we're also, you know, online, www.habitualroots.com. Uh, mm -hmm. there's a free roots assessment. Uh, so if you guys want to cool. check it out, roots quiz, uh, there's a light, light yeah. version and a, a full version. <laughs> Is there a uh, score on it? Because I would very much like to score higher. There's a score on it. Just, oh, I'll do better. Yeah, just be weary, man. I'm the, betting there's not a win, though. I bet, the, I bet you a win? don't win. A win? I, there's not like a 91 and an 89, probably. It's more of like a... Oh, no. Uh, it's a it's an exact score. Well, we have an afternoon oh, thing to, to do. I, I, I recommend taking the full one. Um, okay. The the free one, you know, it's, it's eight questions. It's for someone who's like, hey, I just want to see what this is about. Sure. Uh, but the full one is actually like, you know done a lot of research into that one and uh mm -hmm. i am a lot more confident in uh, the results that come from that so cool. yeah can you give you guys a coupon code after the show uh, oh, for you to yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome to, uh check it out and just explore it so um and that's a good way to help people just kind of start and understand you know what it is it do i that i'm not really good at or i don't really pay attention to and also what i what am i good at mm -hmm. um you know part of smile being in our methodology is is helping people practice gratitude, helping people um, find that optimistic side of life and side of things that, that they're working on and they're doing. So um, we, we show you, you know, where you need to focus, where you need to also where you shine. 
and really, you know, even pinpoint like, hey, it may be empathy or it may be stress management or, you know, that kind of thing, mental awareness, emotional awareness, that type of stuff. So uh, really, there's a few different ways you can get involved, whether you and we, we also offer uh, outdoor wellness, too. So we take uh, people for mindful hikes. Not n- not necessarily, you know, it's not like a Christian web thing to I do. Not there's the redrawn not, thing to do. There's not real hikes out here. Well, we'll take uh, we'll take trips till we went to Short Off Mountain last year. Okay, um, so you go out to actually hit some stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing is you know you gotta get people to, to come out and want a carpool. So we have mindful hiking and we also have forest healing. So the people who say they want to hike but they don't really want to hike, they'd rather just you know kind of chill and walk around. Eh, that sounds like a restaurant thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is fair. I think yeah, I have days where I want to do both, but uh, just teaching people how to get outside and you know tap into all your senses. And just appreciate that. Um, it's really amazing what happens whenever you can just start to be grateful for the little things, like being able to see something um, mm-hmm. and feel something and smell something. And, uh, you know, we even have challenges while we're out there to, you know, take 20 minutes and go be with yourself. And then we'll come back and then we'll share like, hey, you know, what'd you see? What, what was something that you experienced about this moment that was incredible that no one else got to? And whenever you can start to find those little things, that one little thing, that one little habit you can start to build um, and the way you look at your life, it really, it really helps with, with everything you're doing and helping you be more grateful with, with all your endeavors, really. Mm-hmm. A little more of a shallower side of that on the other end is like, I feel like as you become like more successful in life and as you're able to obtain more things easily, you start finding, it's like harder to feel happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably helps just kind of getting that foundation piece. Cause it's like the, it's like the, if you can afford nine Ferraris, one Ferrari is no longer cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the, it's like you slowly like starting to get like, just a, you don't have appreciation for things anymore. So a uh, case study. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they've done a case study on whether you would be more fulfilled to buy a new Mercedes or to spend that money on an experience. And our brains adapt, right? Uh, our subconscious, we get used to things. Our brains are highly efficient machines. And so we just try to automate as, as many things as we can. Uh, but what they've realized is when you buy that car, um, it's going to let you down because it's going to stick around. It's going to be there long enough to where you're going to get used to it and you're going to adapt. And then it's not that big of a deal anymore. Like you're And saying. then it breaks down. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to nickel and dime you if it's Mercedes, you know, $100, $200 you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so what they've realized is whenever something has an expiration date, uh, like an experience, you know, Hey, you spent that same money to go on a cruise or to go out with friends to go camping for a few days. The whatever. Big three. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> that's a, yeah. that's a mountain reference, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Banff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever you have something like that, it's more meaningful because mm-hmm. it was then and it's not, you know, ongoing. Uh, that reminds me there's this TV show it just it just concluded it's called The Good Place I don't know if you've, <laughs> you've seen it or heard of it it's a messed it's, up show oh it's a it's a wonderful show and I won't tell you too much about the premise or whatever but essentially it's about a bunch of strangers that die and they think they end up in heaven but it ends up being hell because they end up mm. getting paired with each other and they they are each other's like antithesis so spoiler they are, alert they are well that's that's what this show's about you can look that up on the self summary shut up Christian and it's over anyway. You don't, you don't even so, find out that they are in hell until the end of season one. So it's like, oh, he just well, gave you a whole season. Oh, excuse me. That's, that's like five years ago. So I think that spoiler is <laughs> going to be fine. So, but that's what the whole premise is about, essentially. And towards the last, towards the end of it, that actually, I think I am giving spoilers. Oh, well. So towards the end of it, one of the things they find is when they end up in the actual good place, the, the good place ends up getting boring because they know that it's just endless happiness. Mm. And they just become complacent. And they're like, 
I want I want a uh, milkshake made out of cosmic stars and the the souls of you know jelly beans or whatever and they're like oh delicious and what ends up happening is they just get complacent with that happiness and so then they implement where they implement a door where you can walk through the door and dissipate and be no longer essentially mm. and then all of a sudden they start to appreciate their jelly bean cosmic sundays and stuff like that and then all of a sudden having that expiration date is something that that they know that that door is always there for them mm-hmm. type of things it's very interesting Justin, thank you so much for joining us today, man. I feel like I've learned a lot and, and experienced a lot of self-discovery. Uh, I always like to end up everything by asking a, a silly, funny question. Um, I don't think I have one either because I hadn't really thought about it beforehand. Um, emotional intelligence versus versus IQ. What's the correct ratio? So if you got if you have two hundred points to spend. And, you know, what's the correct ratio to have there? I'm really impressed you actually made this fun. I was about to be like, you're comparing these two. I don't yeah. know. I, you know yeah, I don't know. I tried my hardest. It's kind of dry for a lot of people, but no, yeah. I like that. Um, really, let's see, if you had 200 points, I don't know what the standard. Uh, so 100 is the standard. 100 is the standard. 100 means you're dead average. Okay. Uh, so if it's like if you're like, a, like 180 on IQ and like 20 on EQ, you're like the smartest person on the face of the earth and... You have no emotional. You are awareness. the juggernauts. You are me. No, <laughs> no, so that's that's your two hundred. I would say, uh, I mean, if you could if you could be about seventy IQ and one hundred and thirty. Man, uh, I was so close. Mm-hmm. I, I said I was eighty-one twenty. I was actually sixty-one forty. You you would do sixty IQ and one forty yeah, EQ. Yeah, one forty EQ. Wow. It's like I do eighty-one twenty. There's so there's so many places where IQ is just so irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It just is. Like it's not irrelevant until you get out of high school and college, right? It's like oh IQ is so badass. Then you get out of college and nothing you learned even goes into what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. now it's emotional intelligence. How do you adapt? How do you how do you learn from then on out? Yeah. How do you absorb what's around you? How can you communicate? How can you listen? Yeah. yeah. And and. Form those relationships. Yeah, ironically, probably a hundred hundred's the best of, <laughs> you know, because then because then you end up you end up being able to process information and pay your taxes, but also <laughs> but also you can you can have a conversation. But with do people, you actually so. pay your taxes? Yeah. What? Your accountant does. That's that's oh god we're we're about to we're about to fight. Justin, thank you thank you so much for joining us today, man. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Oh.